we turn to John chapter 7, focusing on that question which Jesus really puts to every man, woman, and child, and that is, what do you believe? What do you believe? And mainly, what do you believe about Jesus? As we were reading there through John chapter 7, we saw so many uh, different thoughts, so many different understandings, so many different beliefs. So that question is put to us this morning, put to you this morning. What do you believe about Jesus? Who do you say he is? That question that he put to the disciples. What do the, who do the people say that I am? And then ask them that question. Who do you say that I am? And what we find, interestingly, especially when we get to verse 17, Jesus says, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. <coughs> and here, what Jesus is saying is, really, knowing the will of God, if you are to do anyone's will, it is to do God's will, and God's will alone. And then you will know whether or not Jesus is speaking the truth, whether Jesus is speaking of himself being God, the Son of God. And so to a certain extent, it's not so much what do you believe, but what do you will for your life? Is the will for your life to come under God's will? Or is the will for, of your life to come under your own authority, your own power, your own truth, your own beliefs? Do you follow God's will and therefore believe what Jesus Christ says about himself to be the truth? And as we go through John chapter 7, we start with even his own brothers. His brothers, grown up with him, knew him, knew who he was, and yet even they did not believe that Jesus was the Son of God. They believed, they'd seen the, uh, the wedding of Cana, Jesus turning the water into wine. They'd seen firsthand uh, that miracle. And yet, as we read in verse 5, Paul, neither did his brethren believe in him. They'd seen the miracles. They knew what he said, but they could not align their wills to worshipping him as God, to believing in him as the Son of God. And so therefore, as we read through John's Gospel, as we especially read through John chapter 7, there is this battle that is going on in the hearts and minds and therefore the wills of different people, of all people. 
Will I believe or not believe in Jesus Christ to be the Son of God, to be the Saviour of the world? Will I believe that or not? And as we see, as we go through verse 6 and 7, as we're building up these layers of foundations here. To do the will of God is to bring glory to God. And we see so much of the world, in the world, of celebrities, of, of those who do not want to bow the knee to God. They battle against him. They do not want to believe because to believe would mean that they would need to bow the knee before God and that is the last thing that they want to do they do not want to give glory to anybody but themselves they want to take everything for themselves why would I want to give glory to God they say why would I want to do that and so therefore he says to them my time is not yet come but your time is always ready and what he's saying there is about his glorification become as we jesus explains that later on that his time of glorification is not yet but they he says are already glorifying not god but themselves their time has already come and as he says in verse 7 the world cannot hate you but me it hateth because i testify of it that the works thereof are evil and we know that to be true, don't we? That as soon as we go with God and to do his will, then the world is against us. And those powerful words of Jesus in verse 7, that the works thereof are evil. In this day and age, people see themselves, I'm a good person. I don't do anything bad. How can you call anything I do even evil? And yet, if it is not giving glory to God, if you're not doing the will of God Almighty, if you are doing your own will, if you're going your own way, doing your own thing, bringing glory to yourself, therefore, then that is an evil way, not glorifying God. Your time for glory is here, he says to them. For you're for your following your will, your way. This is what you want. How can the world hate you when you're going along with it? When you're agreeing with them at every turn? And we see that so much in this world that we live in. And that's what we pray and we plead with, with God, don't we? On a daily basis, that the people would see the truth of the Holy Word of God, that they would come under the will of God, that they would do the will of God, that they would pray as we pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so the battle here is not so much about beliefs, but about where does your heart lie? What is your will is your will coming under the will of god are you aligning yourself with him because we see don't we how the crowds just admired him some of them loved him especially those who had been healed especially those who had been fed especially those who knew the truth but there were those who just 
couldn't see beyond the outward appearance of this man who did amazing things. Just like his brothers who saw Jesus do amazing things and yet they could not see beyond that outward appearance. And they start making excuses. They say, well, shouldn't it be from the line of David, out of Bethlehem? Obviously not knowing uh, the birth narrative of Jesus Christ. Nothing good comes out of Galilee. This man from Nazareth. They're just looking at the outward appearances. Their hearts have not been uh, uh, touched. And all they do is rely on uh, the, the law. And so therefore, Jesus comes into their lives. And what does he do? And we, we see those words in, uh, in verse 16. What does Jesus say? He says, my doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. And immediately what we see there is Jesus giving glory to God, the Father. He says, I've been sent by the Father. We'll glorify him. And that's what he says in verse 17. As he follows that up, he talks about the will. If any man will do his will, he shall know the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. He's pointing to Christ. He's pointing to, to, to God. To give glory to God. And what he's saying, he's, he's leading them to the Father. He's leading them to the one true God. Because what is happening is, he realizes and he knows and understands that the people who are facing him are proud. Pharisees would even cry out, well, Abraham is our father. Therefore, we're in. We are the people of God. He brought us out of the land of Egypt. And before then, Abraham is our father. They're proud. And so when they're confronted with Jesus here, he says, my doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. Do I speak on my own? Or am I speaking the words of the one who sent me? He says, my teaching is not mine. My teaching, my doctrine is not mine. He humbles himself. As we know, it's in the garden, Gethsemane, the night he was betrayed, he says, but not my will, but thy will be done. And so therefore, we ask that question, well, what do you believe? And in a day and age where each and every one seems to have their own truth, then we can ask that question, well, what, what is the truth? Can you believe Jesus? Can you believe his statements? Can you tell whether or not Jesus is the real deal? Is he, as some would say, well, just an imposter? He's not from God, he's from the devil. Who is he? And so Jesus asked them that question. 
And they, even though they marvel, they, they're asking themselves that, that question themselves. Well, who is this man? Verse 15, they say, even though they marvel, well, how knoweth this man letters having never learned? And so all of a sudden they're bringing their shutters down. They're saying, well, he's not from Bethlehem. He's not, he hasn't been taught. He doesn't look like God or the Son of God. How is it? And they can't see beyond the outward appearances. They're blinded to what is standing in front of them. And that is what is so beautiful, isn't it, when we read in the Gospel accounts of those men and those women who see Jesus, who are given that faith to believe in Jesus as not just a miracle worker, not just as a prophet, not just as a good man, but as God. And ultimately, even when we get to the centurion of the cross, he cries out, surely this is the Son of God. And so Jesus is confronting them. And he's asking them, well, what do you believe? Are you going to submit your will to God's will? Are you going to no longer seek your own glory? Or are you going to bow the knee before the Lord God Almighty? And so he asks them, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, the teaching, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. And what he's saying here is, in verse 17, that your will has to align with God's will, and then you will know the truth. But if you are going to stand there, he's saying, and say, well, I don't believe that you are of God. Or I even believe you're of the devil. Or I believe, well, yeah, you do good things, but I don't believe you that you are the Messiah, the Savior of the world. If you are so blinkered to that you are going to uh, deny that will of God that you would believe, then you will not believe what I say. And we move on into verse 18. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory, but he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. And here he is speaking of him, himself. Because we know that Jesus is perfectly righteous. And he's here saying, well, if you... I want to seek your own glory. Then you will speak your own truth. You will speak your own mind. You will speak your, and follow your own will in all ways, in all situations. But, he says, he that seeketh God's glory, the one, because the one who has sent him, the same is true and no unrighteousness is in him. And so therefore what God is calling you to do is to seek the will of God. And therefore, by seeking the will of God, you will know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. For no one comes to him but by the Father. To seek his will, he says in verse 17, 
to seek his will, to seek his way. To, and therefore, all the truths of Christ Jesus, you will therefore come to know and understand. And all of this comes from bowing the knee before God Almighty to say, not my will, but yours be done, Lord God. I'm going to follow your ways. I'm going to believe your truth, not my own. I'm not going to go my own way anymore. I'm going to go your way. And therefore, we give praise and honour and glory to God by doing this. Because he says in verse 18, he that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. You're going your own way, you're doing your own thing, you're following your own path, you're following your own career, you're following what you want to do. And therefore you are not giving glory to God, but you are out to please yourself. And so therefore, friends, seek God's glory. And therefore you will then see the one who has been sent by God. And you will know that he is true. And that is the battle that we have in the lives that have been given to us. Paul had it. He was saying, I'm trying to kill off my old self. Kill off my old man. That battle that I have. Because in all of these situations, what I want to do, Paul says, is give glory to you and you alone. I'm not going to boast in anything other than the cross of Christ Jesus. I can't boast in anything that I've done, Paul says. And that's that battle. Because if you want to live your own life your way, doing what you want to do, having your will, at the very centre of all that you do, then you will be the one who is against God, an enemy of God, and be the one, therefore, who would have been like the ones where Jesus says, well, why go ye about to kill me? If you came under the will of God, then you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. And then they doubled down on it in verse 20. The people answered and said, Thou hast a devil, who goeth about to kill thee? So full of pride, they're so full of their own self-righteousness that they can't see the truth because they think, well, actually I think my will is already of God. I'm a child of Abraham. I'm following the laws. I'm following the decrees. Following the Ten Commandments, even. They can't see Jesus in front of them as the way, the truth, and the life. Because they will not bow the knee. They will not follow the will of God. They will hate Jesus. They will not know him. There is that uh, battle there that they have. Battle of the wills. Who will I bow the knee to? Will I keep on continuing on in my own way? Or will I bow the knee before God? Will I say, thy will be done, Lord God. 
Will I give glory to you and you alone, Lord God? Or will I seek out my own self-righteousness? And we see, don't we, how as he goes on, he's just confirming in their, their lives by the things that they do, by the things that they say, by uh, the way that they uh, look at the Sabbath, where, uh, as, as we know, they condemn Jesus for healing a man on the Sabbath, doing a good thing. And yet, uh, they were wanting to follow the, the law, necessarily. And he's saying, look, you're trying to kill me. You're angry with me. You're not approving of what I'm doing. And this shows, Jesus is showing them that they are not seeking the will of God. That actually they are against God. And so Jesus tells them, he says, verse 26, People are saying, do the rulers know indeed that this is the very Christ? Howbeit we know this man whence he is, but when Christ cometh, no man knoweth whence he is. And so what we have here is that offensiveness, this blasphemy that they see of Jesus proclaiming to be the very Christ. So Jesus cries out, Ye both know me, and ye know whence I am, and I am not come of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom ye know not. But I know him, for I am from him, and he hath sent me. And again, Jesus could have directly said to them, He could have said, I've done all, I've, I've, I was born, actually I was born in Bethlehem. I'm not from, wasn't born in Nazareth, I was born in Bethlehem. I am of the seed of David. I have done these miracles and they prove that I am he uh, that was prophesied about, the Messiah, the saviour of the world. But he knew that even if he said that, that would not change them not change their wills, or not change their hearts. They were blind to what Jesus was saying. That's where we have that motif that runs through John's Gospel that we have in the prologue. That Jesus, the light of the world, stepped down to the darkness and into the very lives of his very own people. And yet they did not know him. They did not understand him. And he says, you, you know me. You know whence I am. I haven't come from myself. This is not my own teaching. This is God's teaching. I've come from God the Father. He has sent me to do his will. And he that sent me is true. And he says those words, whom ye know not. Whom ye know not. You don't know him, he's saying. If you, if you knew him, you wouldn't be setting out to kill me. If you knew him who sent me, then you'll be giving glory to God for all the things that I'm doing. 
we will be giving thanks and praise to the Lord God Almighty for the salvation that is to come. For he sent me. Jesus, by his very life, is showing them the way and the truth. But them who are confronted with it, they, they cannot see it. They're offended by it. Because they do not want to do God's will. They do not want to bow the knee before the Lord God Almighty. They don't want to glorify him. They don't want to give thanks and praise to him. They do not want to glorify the Lord God with all their heart, soul, mind and strength and to love their neighbours themselves. They do not want to do that. And so therefore, I ask the question of you this morning, is there that tension, is there that battle in your will, in your heart, in your minds, that battle of that will, in your reasoning, that makes it that you do not want to bend in these, to, to follow Christ Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, to cry out to God the Father for mercy, to humble yourself before him and say, I'm a sinner needing a Saviour. Is it that you have that pride in your life that says, I, I don't need a saviour. I don't believe, and therefore I'm not going to submit my will. Or even I'm not going to submit my will, and therefore bow the knee. I want to keep all the praise and glory for myself. I want to boast in my own achievements, not in the Lord God Almighty. I don't want to give praise and glory to a God. Why should I? Surely I am the, uh, the king of my own life. I have destiny in my own hands. I don't want to pray, be holy, Lord God, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I don't want to study the word of God to find out the direction of the will of God for my life. I don't want to do that. If this is the way that you, you think, I pray that God, through the power of his Holy Spirit, would come and change your heart, that he would give you that will to come under his authority, that you would bow the knee before him, that you would therefore then pray, your will be done, Lord God, in my life. This life that you have bought, doubly, you created me. And you sent your son Jesus Christ to die for me, to buy his blood. My sins will be washed clean, as white as the snow. Give me, we pray, that love of your word, that we would meditate upon it by day, by night. 
that we would know your will for our lives. That I would know and believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. There are so many distractions in this world. So many areas of our lives that are so easy for us just to, to give in to the temptations of the, the world, the flesh, the devil. That we would just do our own will, not the will of God Almighty. But seek first the kingdom of God. Seek his will, his way, his righteousness. That we will give glory to him that we would be lovers of God, that we would know Jesus to be our Lord and Saviour, your Lord and Saviour. Let us pray. Lord God Almighty, we come before thee this morning, knowing that you have given us the truth, by your word, the truth of, of Jesus Christ, the Saviour of this world. And yet, our pride, our own foolishness, wanting to bring glory to ourselves, to post ourselves, all that gets in the way. So Lord God, I pray for any here who are listening who have not yet bowed the knee, who have not said yet, thy will be done in my life, not my own. Would this day bend the knee to know the truth, to align their will to the will of God. Glory would be given to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord God, I pray for those who, who know you and yet who struggle still with the battle against the world, the flesh, and the devil. Lord, as we meditate upon your word, that we will be full of the armor of God in our lives, that we will be able to withstand the fiery darts of the devil, and that we would be able to join the fight and to say, thy will be done. And all this to your praise and your glory. For Jesus' sake we pray. Amen. 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 We sing Psalm 115 to God's praise and glory. Psalm 115 from verse 12, verse 12 to the end, verse 18. So Psalm 115, singing verse 12 to 18. The Lord of us have mindful been, and he will bless us still. He will the house of Israel bless. Bless Aaron's house he will, both small and great, that fear the Lord. He will them surely bless. The Lord will you, you and your seed, I more and more increase. Psalm 115 verses 12 to the end. The Lord of us, the Lord of us. 
The evening service will be at the usual time of 6.30, and the Thursday prayer meeting will be taken by myself. The services next Lord's Day will be at the usual times of 11 and 6.30, and will be led by Reverend John Angus Gillis. And please note that the building fund collection for July is due today. But now, henceforth we forever will bless God and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all now and forevermore.